0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. i pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A.
1: To the
2: top. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg to kick off another week of Southern Miss Sports coverage on the Super Talk Radio Network and online, the various podcasts that uh, you could hear us. Also, SuperTalkHattiesburg.com, SuperTalkLaurel.com, SuperTalkMacomb.com. The Eagle Hour is available. And we're glad that you are a part of it. What a great show today. We're about to go uh, and have a live conversation with Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro. And uh, we are really excited about that. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. And we appreciate all they do. It is a great place to have lunch seven days a week and a great place for catering uh, the next time you are in that market. All right, we're going to go live to Guatemala. We have got Gabe Montenegro and the newest Golden Eagle, Rodrigo Montenegro, on the Eagle Hour. Gabe uh, and Rodrigo, welcome, guys. We have been looking forward to this. We're really happy to have you on our show. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for
2: having us. All right, I'm going to start with you, Gabe, one of the superstars of the Golden Eagle baseball program, uh, clearly one of the great outfielders uh, and great players uh, in Southern Miss history. Gabe, uh, I'm going to let you make the official announcement. I know its i know it's been out on social media, but a 1,000 people have asked me this. Will you please make it official if Gabe Montenegro is coming back to play next year?
3: Yes, sir, I'm coming back, and uh, I'm very excited to uh, just play one more time as a piece.
2: Well, we're excited to have you. I can tell you, you just put an official smile on a lot of people's uh, faces. You've been a great, great, great player. Uh, for the golden eagles game and 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 though we may have come up a game or two short this year, I think it was a great season i'd like to get you to reflect on twenty twenty one what it was like to be back on the field after the covid shortened season, and your thoughts about the year
3: yeah you know um after the season got cancelled uh waiting that whole year it was yeah it was tough and uh but just coming back. Uh, the next year and being able to play uh at the p again is just it was just a great feeling and you know it was a it was a great it was a great season for us even though it didn't go as we wanted but uh it's always you know, it's always a great blessing for me to be able to uh play in Hattiesburg. and i always i' i will always be thankful for that
2: well, Gabe, you're you know you've you're an endeared player here. You're really beloved by a lot of people that follow Southern Miss baseball, and I've often wondered this. Uh, I'm sure you feel that, and I wonder how does it feel that you see your nation's flag that's uh, flown out uh, in the roost uh, every every game, and and the way you have been embraced by the Southern Miss uh, nation. It's, it it really is a
3: great feeling uh, just to be able to uh, have that support. And, you know, it's not always easy to move to another country, uh, you know, different culture and everything. But uh, being, like, there in Hedgesburg and all the people there, you know, just made me feel at home. And I, I'm always going to be thankful for that.
2: Rodrigo, welcome to the Southern Miss world of baseball. We are glad to have you. And uh, tell us uh, hi. How are you feeling about being the newest Golden Eagle and playing baseball next year with your brother?
4: Hi.
1: Hi, everybody. Well, it's just an amazing feeling. Um, it's just awesome. Not only being able to play at the D1 level, but playing it with my brother is just something that I've always wanted, and now that it's happening, it's just, it feels amazing, to be honest.
2: Now you know what a you know what an impassioned fan base this is, right? You know that it'll get really loud and raunchy at Pete Taylor Park, and I guess Gabe has filled you in on the passion Golden Eagle fans have for their baseball team.
1: Yeah, I've actually, like Gabe mentioned, I've been to a couple games before. I've always watched them on TV, so I know the atmosphere there. I know that people are are baseball fans are, are huge, are huge baseball. They love it. And I'm excited to play in front of everybody
2: there. All right, Luke, say hello to the Montenegro brothers.
0: Well, we—I uh, used, I exhausted all my Spanish during the uh, off air, so we won't even—that <laughs> didn't last to, long to that, either. But,
2: I should point out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't last very long. But uh, you guys, right now, 1,158 miles uh, from from Hattiesburg. I guess the first thing, Rodrigo, you got to. Really tell us. You batted 348 this year, which was uh, a little higher than Gabe at 345. So right now, um, Rodrigo uh, Montenegro, a better hitter than Gabe. Can we just go ahead and say that?
1: <laughs> yes, you can say
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Rodrigo, you're you're a catcher and uh you know how exciting was it for you this year to follow southern miss and see what type of pitching staff uh the golden eagles had this year with stanley and powell but some of the guys that you know that you and the other catchers are going to be catching such such an amazing pitching staff southern miss had this year and will have next year
1: yeah I, uh, like i said i watched them live i i saw how how good of pitching staff they have uh coach strander does a good job with them uh I've I've seen them. I I wish I could cut Stanley on Powell, but if they don't come back, then I'm excited to work with with the other pitchers.
0: Absolutely. Gabe, uh, we had on Hunter Stanley last week, and he was named an All-American today. He called you the team Spark plug, and uh, that's such a befitting name. How have you seen your role, because you played as a freshman and, and now coming back for uh, your, your last year, how has your identity with the team evolved over the years to now where you're called the Sparkplug? Uh,
3: um, I always, you know, ever since I was a freshman uh, and ever since I started playing, I always just tried to you know, help out the team in uh, any way I can, and I'm not much of a like a vocal uh, leader, um, so I, I've been trying more to lead by example, and you know, just throughout the years, I've just been trying to um, you know help out uh, the players any way I can, either on or off the field, and you know, I'm just I'm just trying to you know be. Uh,
0: a leader, a leader for them. Uh, Absolutely, and, and and you you did that, and and I guess I would ask uh, just to to hear your take about what happened, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. C- could you just reflect for a minute, you know, what that Oxford Regional was and how big of a Sunday that was to put out Florida State, beat Ole Miss, and and to come back and play for for a regional championship, and and how you helped the guys get through that.
3: Yeah, you know, it's always it's always uh tough to come back after, you know, losing that first game. But um we after losing that uh first game we just came back to the hotel and you know, we made it clear that uh we were still you know, we were still uh alive, we still had uh chance to come back and you know, we just that we just made sure that we reassured everyone that uh we have what it takes to come back and win it all. And you know we put up a great run, you know beating Florida State and Ole Miss that day. And um, you know we just gave, we really just gave it all we had.
2: Okay, what what has Scott Berry taught you in your years here, and uh, what what uh, sort of impact has has Coach Berry had on your life?
3: Coach 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 Barry has been a, a really true blessing for me, and um, I've learned a lot mostly about being, you know, being a good person. And uh, he's taught me a lot about um, just life in general and uh, just being able to, you know, be that leader for people and be uh, an example for the community. So um, I really appreciate everything that Coach Barry has done for me.
2: And he sets an example uh, for all of you guys with his own demeanor and his own behavior. Is that fair to say?
3: That is very true. He's he's truly, you know, just an amazing example for all of us. Right. And, uh, and we got about
2: 45 seconds left. We're going to hold you guys over. We want to get uh, talk a little more with your brother as well in the second, uh, second segment. Uh, real quickly, though, Gabe, uh, I'm sure you're excited to come back. What are you hoping to see out of this ball team uh, in 2022? Um, I'm
3: just – I'm hoping, you know, a little bit more experience since uh, we're going to have a little more experience. And I'm just hoping to see, like, um, um, a little bit more comfortable with, uh, like, situations and just being able to push through, like, tough situations. And I really think uh, we're going to be a good ball Club.
2: All right, we're talking to Gabe Montenegro and uh, the newest Golden Eagle, Rodrigo Montenegro. Uh, This is... Boy, this is putting long-distance phone call uh, to a new test, and uh, it's working great. We're glad to have the guys uh, on with us this afternoon uh, from Guatemala, and uh, we're going to be right back more with the Montenegro brothers, uh, the newest Golden Eagle and one of the most beloved Golden Eagles on the Eagle Hour. Stay with us.
1: To the top, top. you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Hey, we're glad you're with us this afternoon. Two very special guests on the Eagle Hour as we are talking long distance, an international phone call with Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro. Uh, Gabe needs no introduction, of course, uh, to the Golden Eagle family and the Eagle Hour listening audience around the state. Rodrigo is the newest Montenegro. And, uh, Rodrigo, let's talk just a little bit. Uh, Let's talk about where have you been playing for people that may not know uh, the last couple of years, and uh, what are your expectations and goals as uh, you arrive here in Hattiesburg soon?
1: So I went to high school in Tampa, Florida. Uh, that's where we started playing with my brother here in the U.S. Then uh, I got a, a offer in uh, Clearwater, Florida, in a junior college called uh, St. Petersburg College for my freshman year. After my freshman year, uh, I moved to uh, Oklahoma for my sophomore year. And then that's where I played my my second year of junior college. And then, uh, obviously, COVID hit. So I came back to that school in Oklahoma. And then I got the opportunity to play at Southern Mississippi.
2: Well, we're glad to have you uh, now. So what what are the expectations that you have uh, when you get here, Rodrigo?
1: Well, um, I've heard good things about Southern Miss from my brother, so obviously I'm just excited to get there, start working, and obviously get that starting job as a catcher and uh, be a leader, help the pitchers with whatever they need, and uh, just work with them because that's going to be my job when I'm there at Southern Miss.
2: Right. Now, have you two guys played on the same team before?
3: Uh, Yes, sir. So we played here in Guatemala when we were younger. And then we played at a high school together. Uh, we also played on the Guatemalan national team together.
2: Oh, and
3: awesome. So now he's just, uh, you know, I'm just, now we're going to be playing college together, and it's just amazing.
2: Now, Rodrigo Gabe's our leadoff hitter. I understand you've done some leadoff hitting in your career as well.
3: Yes, I
1: have. I, I let off uh, in all my high school, three years in Florida, I let off. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, but uh, and so your your brother probably has that pretty much nailed down. But uh, what what part of the batting lineup would would you see yourself fitting in?
1: Honestly, um, anywhere just as wherever I can help the team, wherever the coaches feel so comfortable having me, and wherever I can help out, getting some RBIs.
2: <laughs> right, right. Luke, get back in here.
0: Rodrigo, just uh, you know, having a, a guy that has been so well done, so well in collegiate baseball, you know, as your brother, a lot of people don't get to play, uh, you know, four years as, as he has. Have you, as you has, have seen him, you know, excel at the collegiate level? How has he inspired you, uh, not only to to move to a, a, another country and to pursue that, but what impact has Gabe had on your life?
1: Honestly, since we were little, um, we always practiced together, so he's always been my role model. I've always looked out for him. Um, whatever he does, I try to follow, follow him. Um, he's a great example. He's been a great guy for me, and uh, he's gotten me where I wanted. So I'm excited to honestly be his brother and having him as a, as a role model in my life.
0: Gabe, uh, y- your mom. A lot of people may not know this, but she was uh, she's an Olympic swimmer in the, I believe the 2004 games in Athens. So, uh, you guys being athletes, uh, nothing new for the Montenegro family. But at the same token. How difficult or are, are, are kind of help our listeners understand, you know, it is difficult to, to leave everything, you know, when you grow up in a different country in a different part of the world and you, uh, you, you move to a new country and, and uh, you know, I'm sure there were struggles along the way. How did you uh, to manage to get through that and, and become who you are today?
3: Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was very tough those uh, first few years when uh, we moved to Tampa for high school. It just, you know, it's different culture, different language. And you know it was it was a struggle to fit in, uh, but we we knew what we wanted. We knew uh, that we wanted to play in college. So just having that dream really kept us, you know, kept us through all those times. And uh, you know, it, it was just you know having uh, our parents uh, helping us out throughout the whole process. You know, it's, it's always help, it's always been um, amazing to have their support. So, um, you know, I'm, we're just happy that uh, we got through all of that, and now we're going to be playing together in college.
2: And your parents, I know, are great support. I've had the privilege of sitting with them in a, in a, in a few situations uh, during the last couple of years, Gabe. That you're, you're, your mom and dad are here pretty frequently watching you play baseball.
3: Yes, yeah, so, yeah like, 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 I, like I mentioned, uh, their support has been, you know, everything to us. And they – even uh, when we, you know, when we struggle, they're they always been there to support us, and you know we we're always going to be thankful for all their support.
2: I want to mention Debbie Carpenter and and uh, and her husband Heath. I, I know they've become very close to your family, and uh, I think your family actually stays with them sometimes when they're here. Uh, what what has Debbie and and Heath uh, been meant to you as well, Gabe?
3: they they've really been uh they're, they're really been a, a great uh you know support for us they they uh really been like a family to us throughout the throughout these couple of years and you know i I really appreciate, appreciate all their support too um you know they they've been uh helping us with like different situations throughout the years. And you know my parents stay with them, so I, you know, I'll, I'll, we're always going
2: to be thankful uh, for to have both of them. Right. I know Luke may have something else for you, but before we go back to him, I, I want to ask you about this game. This this got a lot of attention. Uh, 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 internet article, internet post came up a day, I guess the day after the regional, and apparently a uh, a woman and her child uh, from Oxford, Ole Miss fans were coming through Hattiesburg to go to a church camp, bring the child to a church camp. This kid apparently recognized you in a restaurant here locally, uh, Ed Ber- Ed's Burger Joint, uh, recognized you from the regional, approached you, and uh, based on what his mother uh, wrote, you were just beyond kind and supportive of the child. Can, uh, can you tell us about that quickly?
3: Uh, yes, yeah, sir. So, um, so, yeah, we were at uh, Ed's uh, eating, uh, me and uh, Kaylee, and... Um, so we were uh, we were just eating, and then uh, he approached approached us, and you know asked me if uh, I played for Southern Miss, and then we just started talking about baseball, and he mentioned how like he was trying, you know he was like an Ole Miss fan, and I was, uh, and he also played baseball, so we just started talking, and I really didn't think much of it. I was just you know he was very nice, and we just we were just talking about baseball.
2: Did you read the uh, Did you read the article his mother posted about you?
3: They, uh, my parents, my parents sent me uh, the article.
2: Yes, right. Sir. Well, well, it was it was really touching, and, and I think it I, I think it spoke so well of you uh, of your character, the character of our baseball program in general, and uh, so uh, you know, on behalf of everybody, I, I want to thank you for uh, the way you handled that situation there that day. All right, Luke, you got anything else for these young men?
0: Yeah, I'm just excited by the fact we may have turned a young baseball fan from an Ole Miss Rebel to a Southern Miss Gold yes, Eagle. That, I mean, that's always, yes, that's exactly man. correct. That's uh, always so, a blessing. Good right. stuff, uh, Rodrigo. Here, here's a question, and and we, we see so much quality baseball talent coming from Central America. What what part of the Central American game have you have you brought to America, and how has the American game changed you at all, or is it just all baseball no matter where you go?
1: Uh, honestly, baseball here in Guatemala is not that big, um, but uh, so moving to, to the United States uh, developed my game a lot, and uh, being able to bring bring our talent to now Southern Miss is just it's a it's a blessing now, and I'm excited to help out the team.
0: So, uh, last and question. for uh, me. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rodrigo. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and then also the you know the, the spanish the spanish energy is just going to be it's going to be different cuz i have it in me and uh i'm excited to bring you to southern miz
0: <laughs> we uh we, we want it and if you if you pimp walk your home runs like Danny Lynch, we may not say anything to you. Scott Barry will, so Gabe can school you up on that. But, but last question. This is for both of you guys. So whoever wants to jump in, and then the other answer. Kind of what's what's your schedule? What are you doing this summer? And and then when are you going to be back in Hattiesburg?
1: So my schedule this summer is just trying to trying to get ready for uh, for Southern Miss. Um, obviously practicing on the field, uh, hitting the weight room, and just. Uh, Getting ready uh, to to hit the
3: ground running as soon as I get to Southern Miss, yeah. We're, we're planning on on returning uh, around August, uh, like before the school starts, so we can like get everything in. We can like get him moved in. Um. So yeah. So around August, we'll be coming back.
2: Well, good deal. Hey, listen, guys. I want you to thank your dad for me. He was instrumental in getting this set up with us today. We're very grateful. Uh, to have you both on our show. Gabe, you know that you are a beloved figure in the world of Southern Miss baseball, and Rodrigo, we think you're going to become just that very quickly, and uh, we're just looking forward to having both of you fine young men back on our baseball team. Thanks, guys, very much for your time this afternoon. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate
2: it. All right, everybody. Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro, just such high-class kids in this baseball program, and these are two great examples. We'll be back.
1: miss to the top.
0: Back on a Monday, Eagle Hour continues from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel, Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, along with you on this Monday. Grateful to have joining us almost 1,200 miles away as the crow flies, Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro, Gabe, uh, of course, uh, returning and and confirmed what he had already put out on Instagram, but coming back and then Rodrigo uh, joining in his uh, first year next year down in Guatemala this summer, but we'll be back in uh, to Southern Miss uh, at the beginning of August. Happy to have them on the show with us. If you miss that, you can always get the Eagle Hour on demand on. Google Play, the iTunes um, podcast, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and then, of course, supertalk.fm, supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com. And, of course, you can stream us live on there on your local Supertalk station. Also, Gabe Montenegro, a career 325 hitter, closing in. He's got a chance next year to, to possibly break uh, career runs, career walks. Uh, the the average uh, if unless you know if he has a normal year he's going to finish above 320 as a career uh, hitter and that would just be extraordinary if you're wondering uh, what Rodrigo did this year for Western Oklahoma State College I, I joked with Gabe because Rodrigo actually had a better batting average in 52 games Rodrigo Montenegro 348. Uh, batting average, 39 RBIs, 45 runs, and he had four uh, home runs. All that was in about 200 plate appearances. So appreciate the Montenegro brothers joining us in those first two segments. Kelly Sander joins us now. Before we get to Kelly, remind you, the third segment brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar & Grill, College uh, World Series going on in uh the Ameritrade Stadium in Omaha, Nebraska. Mississippi State squeaks out a first-round victory yesterday. Two games going on today. Uh, Right now, Stanford in Arizona added in an elimination game, and then Vanderbilt in NC State tonight. You can watch those games at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Sloppy Joe's on the menu uh, this week also if you don't go with that famous 895 lunch. Kelly Sander, what's going on on your Monday?
4: Yeah, actually, Luke, uh, the the Montenegro's, what you didn't mention is there's there's a couple of Chinese restaurants that are think, that are, have, want to get in on the act too, and the popularity of the Montenegro. So there's, there's they're working on a new menu item called the Gabe Wonton Egg Rolls. <laughs> so they're kind of taking the best of their wonton recipes, combining them with their egg rolls.
0: Uh, yeah. Bob, why did that week. third segment guest have to cancel today? I, I don't, <laughs> don't know. It's it what happens do. every time when we have to bring him on.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I'll be here all week. Let me get yeah. you up to date on a little bit. About a lot of things? Well, for the time being, it appears that uh, Mike Bianco will not be the head baseball coach at LSU. He signed a four-year extension with Ole Miss. Sources are saying that he did indeed interview with LSU officials last Thursday, but then pulled his name out of contention on Sunday. Usually what that means is he interviewed for it and didn't get the offer that he was looking for, so they pulled themselves out of uh, contention. But anyway, Mike Bianco, now who's already been at Ole Miss 21 years, looks like they'll be there for at least another four. NASCAR, the only sport that has an uptick in popularity among the American fan base today, has hired none other than New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara as one of its directors of outreach and engagement. Alvin Kamara, of course, has a full-time job with the New Orleans Saints that I think probably pays him pretty well. But Kamara, also a NASCAR fan, that he's got some ideas that he will share with NASCAR as to how to develop fan bases, um, with a more, with a more impactful uh, fan base from all different walks of life in America. Alvin Kamara, uh, will, when he's not playing for the Saints, will be working for NASCAR, believe it or not. Southern Miss ranked number one in the Southeast, number three in the United States in accordance to the way they support and serve military, and their families. That was released today by a military publication who two years ago had Southern Miss ranked as ninth. But now Southern Miss ranked number one in the Southeast, number three in the USA, as far as the way they support and, and serve military families. And I know that's a subject near and dear to your heart, Bob. Well, all of us indeed, but right. you in particular. Um, the military relationship with Southern Miss has been great. We've seen that. different tailgating events that we've been out there. And the biggest news headline today, you guys, of course, comes out of the Supreme Court, where where in a unanimous ruling, the Supreme Court ruled that the NCAA cannot limit college athletes' ability to make money on top of what they are given in scholarships, that they can control their own likenesses and things of that nature. Furthermore, the NCAA ruled that uh, schools can go beyond just giving them scholarships while while they are there, including giving athletes money to finish their degrees at other schools when their athletic uh, ability has run out, eligibility. And they can also pay for internships for those athletes to stick around and get graduate degrees if they want. Now, the ruling goes on to say that each conference can make its own rules, and as a conference, they could uh, limit the number of benefits and types of benefits that athletes get. But the feeling is that very few conferences, if any, will limit athletes because it would give conferences uh, a contestant uh, advantage if these athletes go to where their ability to make money besides their scholarships is unlimited. So, yeah, that would make sense as a why would a conference limit itself when their rival conference will say come over here and you can make as much as you want even though in a free market society and in a supply and demand world that's a good ruling i think this is just this is just totally going to be now professional sports i mean there's going to be all kinds of car giving and money giving right. and it's
2: no, well, Kelly, range. don't you think what well, it's going to do is go separate the Power Five and the Group of Five even more now?
4: Yes, because obviously they've got more resources. Right. And we talked last week, and go back to the Bianco story, we talked about, you know, when everybody thinks, oh, LSU is so great, and look, no disputing the tradition of LSU, but we also mentioned that Ole Miss, you know, commits the fifth highest amount of money to its baseball program, and don't think that that wasn't discussed you know, with the Ole Miss officials and the LSU officials at the time. So, mm-hmm. like everything, Bob, it comes down to money, but now the NCAA, with losing this ruling today, it's pretty much going to be all gloves off in financially every school for themselves.
2: Uh, interested to hear your thought about that, Luke, from the outside looking in, a guy that didn't play D1 sports. It just seems to me that it, it, it does just what Kelly said. It, it turns college athletics particularly on the Power Five level, into professional sports almost, and destroys a lot of what we've uh, become accustomed to in college athletics. But you may have a different take.
0: Well, you know, there was actually a a class action suit, and I think Ed O'Bannon, who's a former NCAA basketball player for UCLA, he pushed it. And, I mean, back in the day, they would take – you would know our height, you would know our weight on these video games that EA Sports produced – and everybody knew it was us, but it was just our, our number. And then, you know, I never got, you know, mad about the fact that, uh, I was on those and, you know, EA was making tons of money. Of course, I obviously wasn't, uh, ever a Heisman finalist and there wouldn't have been that much money made on a punter. But, you know, nevertheless, uh, that, that is our, 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 likeness and image so I think what gets lost in, in the conversation is how much athletes do actually ha- have and what they get and you know there's lots of guys on our team because uh, you know their their family's situation wasn't uh, the greatest and and perhaps their family couldn't support them like some others could. They got grants, and I remember we had one guy, he got his grant money and uh, you know it was only it was you know two, three grand. He went and bought an Explorer at a used car lot and uh, got him a car and he <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have anything to drive, so I mean, he used it, and you know, more power to him. I think that gets lost sometimes in in the conversation. Uh, but I, I get where it's coming from simply because everybody is making money off of the product except the people who are supplying the product but i'm still kind of an old homer in this I, I think there's a reason we're getting paid we're getting our education paid we're getting our dorm paid we're getting our books paid we're getting our food paid and uh, because of other things we, we do get you know other other benefits I think that has in some ways been overshadowed but i don't, I don't stand here and accuse those that are wanting athletes to, to profit it, uh, you know, I don't say they're they're wrong in doing that. I, I just do think though that you're going to. I think ultimately where this goes, y'all. I think Power Five, and I don't know how quickly this will have, but they're just going to basically become a, a semi-professional uh, feeder league and there, there's going to come a point where the Power Five doesn't need the NCAA anymore and that's why th- to Kelly's point I think this is a huge defeat for the NCAA because the NCAA can't, can't stonewall this anymore and the NCAA needs the Power Five a whole lot more than what the Power Five needs the NCAA Here's, you
4: know? here's, the, here's the other thing I don't know how much time we have before the break but when, when you allow athletes to make as much as they want to make see, one of the things that people love about college football consistently in polling is its purity and you even have to kind of put that in air quotes nowadays but the purity of it the the right tackle scholarship wise is making the exact same thing as the quarterback is making who's making the exact same thing the wide receiver or the safety is making everybody you know is on a level playing field as how much they are being given as far as scholarship goes Hmm. well now this is completely out the window the stud quarterback can make a whole ton of money and his offensive line make nothing You know, all because of notoriety. And I can't help but think that in some locker rooms, that could be a problem.
0: All right. Might be. Bob, here's the other issue nobody's talking about. They ain't telling that 21 year old how much taxes he's going to have to pay because of his name, image, and likeness, and the money he gets paid. They need to have that
2: conversation. They'll quickly become Republicans once they learn that. We'll be back. (laughs)
1: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern
0: Miss to the top. Final segment on this Monday brought to you by D-Bat. D1 training. They're on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Eight batting cages, softball and baseball machines in each cage. A specialty cage with a computer hooked up to it show you where you hit the ball. In all the cages, you can uh, focus on hitting high, low, middle of the plate, you can focus on fastballs, off speed. You can do that with baseball and softball. It's all there at D Bat and then right next door, the best training of your life, you can get into shape at D one training. If they made Luke Johnson run a five two forty, they can change your life as well. D Bat D one, located in Hattiesburg. College World Series game going on right now. Elimination. Mid of the third, middle of the third. Stanford uh, ahead of fellow Pac 12 team Arizona. Three to nothing it is. And uh, the reason they're playing the elimination game was on Saturday, NC State defeated Stanford 10 to 4. Vanderbilt beat Arizona in 12 innings, seven to six. And so Stanford, Arizona, one of those teams will go home today. The nightcap tonight, Lighter is pitching for Vanderbilt. They take on NC State. Uh, that game is at six central. And then yesterday, Virginia uh, upsetting Tennessee six to nothing and then Mississippi State with an outstanding performance from Will Bednar 15 strikeouts uh, defeated Texas 2 to 1 and so tomorrow Tennessee and Texas in an elimination game at 1 Virginia Mississippi State tomorrow night at 6 I've already said it I got a cousin that that follows the Cavaliers from Virginia and it's not just because they're playing Mississippi State uh I was I am on the Virginia bandwagon go Hoos I am mesmerized with their closer uh, he is uh, someone that it looks like uh, a small version of the Hulk walking around on the mound. He's in love with Dippin' Dots. He's a legend personality at age 21. Uh, Steven Skoche, I think that's how you say his name. So I am on the Virginia bandwagon. I have been since the Supers. They'll be playing Mississippi State well, um, t- tomorrow got- night. Um, couple. A couple more news and notes real quick, Kelly. So Hunter Stanley named third-team All-American today by the American Baseball Coaches Association. And then we got several baseball players playing across uh, the country in the summer right now. Walker Powell um, and Gabe Shepard are playing in the MLB Draft League. Uh, and then uh, Reed Trimble, Danny Lynch, Carson Pato, and Blake Wehunt are playing in Gainesville, Georgia uh, for the Gainesville Braves. And a few more guys, it's all up at southernmiss.com. Kelly?
4: Well, I was just going to say, if you think that performance last night by that Mississippi State pitcher was good, I can can do uh, exactly two better than that, because this past weekend at a local watering hole, I struck out 17 times. (laughs) So... I think I should be applauded. Who is our you Who know? is
0: our guest for a fourth segment today? <laughs> I'm working on one right now. Luke. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, you got to give me an A for effort, guys. Mm. You know. <laughs> so, hey, one other thing: Will Hall in the list of uh, "quote unquote" best hires for the upcoming season. Will Hall is in the top six of all the college coaches were hired. It was an independent uh, independent article that that one of the nationwide writers wrote, but really likes the enthusiasm and attitude that Will Hall has brought to Southern Miss, was listed ahead of guys like even Gus Malzahn at Central Florida. So um, there is kind of a changing of the guard going on now with a lot of these schools going with younger coaches. Blake Anderson was also in that uh, in that survey and in that article. He was ranked as the eighth best hire as he goes from Arkansas State to Utah State. One of the lower guys on the totem pole, though, was Butch. Butch Jones, who was uh, hired to go to Arkansas State to replace to uh, replace the guy, the guy that went to Utah State, I'm Blake Anderson. Thank you, Blake, Blake Anderson. Yeah. So, anyway, hmm. still having so some effects from
2: that weekend, huh, Kelly? I'm
4: I'm I'm, so, I'm struggling, Lord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing too, Kelly. We should mention um, Sam Stewart, originally from Hattiesburg, went to Auburn and then transferred to Texas. Literally making some waves uh, in, in the Olympics uh, Olympic trials
4: yeah he's a, he's a breaststroker on the, on the swim team, and the USA trials, I didn't realize and you know I'm, I'm not as up to date on like the qualifying and things like that as much as I am your regular fan watching the Olympics, but the qualifications for these teams you would think would take place much sooner than the Olympics, but there are some Olympic teams in the US that, that haven't even been assembled yet. And the Olympics, if, if they go on as scheduled in Tokyo, begin July 23rd. So that's uh, you know almost right at a month away. So they assemble oh. these teams late uh, right. to head over to Tokyo. But good for Sam.
2: We don't have time now, but I, I was just reading uh, on uh, an article on uh, OutKick that a transgender female weightlifter yeah. has made the Olympic team. And uh, so we, we'll have to talk about that later in the week, Kelly. I just think that. That 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 is that, that's in a sense a fascinating discussion. But the, what, what does that mean for what does that mean for athletics? Uh, the and it, and it's not it, even
4: though. the first time that this athlete has participated. This athlete uh, did tar- take part in the Olympics eight years ago, as the other gender.
2: Is that right?
4: Yeah. How Sorry.
2: about that? We'll try to pick that conversation up later in the week. We want to thank the Montenegro brothers. Already a lot of reaction on social media about Gabe announcing he'll be back on the, announcing on the Eagle Hour. And we really appreciate the guys uh, for taking the time to talk to us from so far away. Uh, don't forget Tyro Nix on the show Thursday. We're going to have a good week here on the Eagle Hour. We hope you'll be with us every day. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. Go To
1: the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till i free I'll go through the world
0: on a super talk Mississippi Media Production